Michigan's Upper Peninsula is my home and Escanaba is my hometown. I'm Craig Warple. Hometown Escanaba connects with the people, activities, and newsmakers of Escanaba and the UP. Join us for more interviews at hometownescanaba.com. Now let's find out what's going on. Great weather greeted those that attended the Oktoberfest Saturday, October 9th in Ludington Park. It's been an event going on since 2006 in Escanaba. Taking me on a tour of the event was Josh Merringer with Badenhock Brewers. If you want to know something about beer, you got to be talking to Josh, right? That's right. Uh, I am actually a certified beer judge, real thing, uh, not just me drinking in my basement. Um, but yeah, I, I did all the procurement of all the beer, wine, meat, and cider here today. What is it you look for when you invite the vendors here? So we look for vendors that are either from the UP or have a really strong UP tie. So we have breweries from Escanaba, Marquette. Uh, we have a brewery from Rockford, Michigan, that obviously is downstate, but the owner is from Escanaba, so there's a really close tie there, and that's what we focus on. You have in your hand what? I am drinking what is called an Ode Bruin style of beer. So it's a, it's a sour brown ale from Barrel and Beam out of Marquette, Michigan. And take a test, taste there, and tell me what you think. So this is one of my favorite styles of beer, actually. It's a, it's a sour beer, but it also has some maltiness to it. It's got a little chocolate, some roastiness. Uh, so it's, it's kind of an interesting uh, tug of war, so to speak. All right, so that's a, a good one for you then, right? Yes, indeed. Right. Well, let's find out more about this brewery here. We got Nick uh, standing off to the side. Hey, Nick. Hi, Nick. My name's Craig Warple Hi. with WDBC. Hey, nice to meet you. So, Nick, you're the owner of Barrel and Bean. Yeah, my wife, Marina Dupler, and myself are owners, yes. All right. Josh picked out one of your beers here. Awesome. Which one is it again, Josh? Uh, it's the Ode Bruin style. Nick will have to help me on the name of it. Yeah, Premier, Premier Noir. Yeah. Okay. So he gave it thumbs up. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that beer. Yeah, so it's uh, it's an odd beer for us in that it's malty. Uh, most of our beers aren't very malty. We focus more on the fermentation and fruit and sour and acidity and all that. But in this case, we actually have a malty beer. It's got a nice blend of some sour barrels and some wild barrels, so it's not super sour. It's just tart and really chocolatey, malty, caramely. He had a lot more adjectives than you did, Josh. Well, he's the pro, and I'm just a novice, so... Wait a minute, you told me that you're a judge. I, I am a judge, but he does this 40 hours a week, and I don't. He actually probably does this 80 hours a week, and I don't. On a good week, it's 40 hours, right? <laughs> so, Nick, tell me more about the other beers that you have here today. Uh, well, we also brought our Spooky Creek, which is always a hit here. We bring it every year. Uh, that's a Michigan-sourced Montmorency cherry sour. Um, it's going like wildfire right now. We also have our Heritage which is uh, a blend of uh, French source and Michigan source Saison's barrel aged. We also have our terroir, which is uh, can condition Michigan Saison that we uh, use as a rotating hop beer. I remember the stories when you did the uh, old Northwoods building yes. and turned it into your brewery. I have a confession though to make. Yeah. I've never been to your brewery. Okay. Well, like on one on of in. the few in the UP. Oh my God, yeah, come on in. Tell me about it. Yeah, so we renovated the old Northwood Supper Club, which was a giant uh, supper club building since the 30s till the early 2000s. I've been there for that yeah, when it was a supper yeah. club. Yeah, everybody in Marquette, everybody in the UP has at least heard of it. Um, and we renovated about half of it into a brewery and tasting room. So you could have a beer in the log cabins still. Um, you can't have that chicken dinner you used to get there, but um, we also have beautiful beer gardens out in the front of the building. It's a nice, peaceful place to have a beer. All right, Nick. Well, thank you so much for talking with us. Good luck with the event. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. 
All right, Josh, where do we want to go next? Where do we want to go next? Let's go to Three Bridge Brewing in Menominee. All right, where's that? You got a lot of activities for people to do here besides drink beer, I see. We do. We've got some beanbag boards out here. We've got plenty of food from Babaloons. Uh, try to keep everybody out here having a good time. I can't believe the weather that you have today. We've had it all. We've had snow. We've had rain. We've had wind. This is top three weather-wise for us. <laughs> no doubt about that. All right, who are we looking for? We are looking for this gentleman right here. I know he likes to talk. I, I sure I do. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Craig with WDBC. So how are you Craig, doing? Nice to meet you. And you are? Uh, Chris Rush. Chris, you're with the uh, Bridge Brewing Company in Menominee. Uh, Third Thur Bridge Brewing Company. So Third. So that's what the three dots yeah, in the front there. Three Bridges in uh, Menominee, Michigan. Yes. Right. Where are you located at? Uh, we're located at 2221 13th Street in Menominee, Michigan. When did you start up? It's been about three years now, as of this month. Okay. So tell me about the beers that you brought along with you. Uh, we brought uh, Dreamwalker, which is a Dreamsicle IPA. So uh, a lot of people might uh, identify that as a milkshake IPA. Uh, we also brought Thicket Jam, which is actually a very jammy, raspberry, uh, framboise-style lambic. Um, as well as Stuttgart, which is a classic German Helles lager. And then what is the fourth one here? I got Bino Pino Maximus, which is a amped-up version of our uh, classic breakfast beer we serve in the house called Bino Fino. And that is a... Uh, breakfast stout that is 13.6% ABV. It has, uh, yeah, right, right, right. It has coffee from a local roastery that is actually the guy is pouring for me right now here on site who makes the beans. Uh, and then the maple syrup comes from a farm that takes our spent grain. So it's a cool uh, trifecta, you know. Why is it important to do that, to have the UP products in the beer? Uh, I just like to stay community oriented as much as I can, you know. I think that's kind of what craft beer generally represents overall as a market. Uh, compared to these big uh, corporations that are also pushing on beer. I think we all do our own thing, right? But I think that's what we can do best as craft breweries. All right. You're a surprise to me. I have not heard about your brewery, so I'm going to have to go try it out. Hey, awesome. Okay. I look forward to that. That's great. Which one goes first? Which beer uh, are you oh, out of? Boy, I, I think uh, Dreamwalker's going to go first. It's been getting hammered here pretty hard. It's so. been getting a good reception? Oh, very, very good. And so does Stuttgart, actually. But I found that there's uh, there's people that like extreme things, and there's people that like uh, lagers. So... Between those two, you know, I get, I'm getting both uh, crowds happy, so that's that's what I want. All right, thanks so much. Hey, for thank you. Appreciate it. Josh, which one's your favorite out of this? I have not had any of these yet, actually. Um, I, I need to behave a little bit today because I have to run this thing. So, um, But I have had Chris's beers before. I've had the pleasure of visiting his brewery, and he does an awesome job. So I highly recommend going and check him out. So where are we heading next, Josh? Let's do a winery next. So you know, part of Oktoberfest is it's not just beer. We do beer, wine, meat, and cider. Um, so let's let's go check out uh, Lee's Garden out of Escanaba. Very good. I've had theirs before. It's always uh, very good. You get about a, a thousand people at this event. Yep, we do a thousand people each year. Uh, we purposely keep it lower so that way we can keep the same vibe from year to year. Uh, we've been to other beer festivals where they're simply too big and they're too crowded, and so we we don't really want that to happen. Uh, so we we keep it low. All right. Am I talking to Tony or to his wife? That's up to them. Which one am I going to talk to, Tony? Uh, you can talk to me. Hello, Craig. Hey, Tony. So we're going around and just talking about all the different beers, okay? You got? You drink wine, Josh? I do. All right. Do you have a, a small sample for Josh to, to try one of them? Which one do you think he might want to try? I will take Old Escanaba because I'm a dry red guy. All right. So, Tony, tell me about Old Escanaba. Hello. This is Old Escanaba, one of our driest reds. This has been around since the beginning, 2013. 
So we've had this every year. All right, so Josh is giving a, a test here. And like a true judge, he's smelling it first, switching it around in the extra beer he has at the bottom of the glass. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not a wine judge like I'm a beer judge, but I do like some dry reds. Um, so, so this wine is it's dry, but it's not super dry. It's not going to totally take the, the um, liquid out of your mouth like sometimes that happens. Um, I'm getting a lot of blackberry notes. Um, this, this wine's oak-aged, right, Tony? So I'm, so I'm getting like some vanilla out of the oak, stuff like that, but it's super well-balanced. All right, Tony, Tony Lambert, you're, you and your wife are new owners of Lee's, so how's it going here today? It's a, it's a fun day. A lot of great people. It's good to see people face-to-face -face today, for sure. What wines are you going through the most here? Uh, we go through our semi-sweet reds and our very sweet whites. I don't want to ask you what you have here because you got them all. <laughs> we have eight different ones here today, yes. Wow, that's quite a few. Are you uh, finding any wine drinkers among all the beer drinkers here? Oh, it's a great, great crowd. Yeah, we, we're, we're pretty busy here today for sure. You're located on Ludington Street in Escanaba. Tell me about the place. Uh, it's 904 Ludington Street. The building's been around since 1894, and it's a very unique establishment. All right, Tony, good luck with the event. All right, thanks, Craig. Hey, Josh, uh, I want to get out of the tent here just a little bit so we can hear each other uh, as we're walking through. How many different breweries do you have here? We have about 15 today. 15 breweries and and a couple of winemakers? Yeah, 15 between breweries and wineries today. Between them all, okay. Yep. You have music in the background. Tohubuhu has been like a mainstay at this event every year. We've had Tohubuhu since, I believe, 2010 or 2011. So they have, in some respects, become the Oktoberfest house band. But they're not just the Oktoberfest house band. They do play other gigs and things like that. So th those guys are great. I mean, you get a couple music teachers together, and they're not going to be bad, right? It's certainly a, a fun event. you got a couple of tents up here and a lot of people just walking around having a good time. Yeah, and we really couldn't do this without a lot of in-kind sponsorships from our vendors. I mean, to your point about the tents, we get, you know, Wayne Simberg gives us an awesome deal on those. The city lets us use this park at absolutely no charge, which is awesome. Like, they've always been great to work with. Uh, you know, many in-kind sponsorships. Bob Loons gives us a deal on pretty much everything that they do. I'm probably missing about 30 people I should mention there, but uh, I mean, it really is a community event. A lot of people come together to make this thing happen. And that's because you help out local charities. That's right. So the majority of the proceeds from this event go to United Way of Delta County, and then the remainder of the charity, or the remainder of the funds go to other charities as well. That we, we move that around every year to, to try to spread the wealth, so to speak. Josh, I really appreciate you hanging out with me here. I'll let you go so you can have some more beer, okay? All right, sounds good. Thanks, Craig. Josh Maringer is with Knock Brewers. This is a fun time here in Ludington Park. Thank you so much. Thanks, Craig. As we're drinking beer, you can certainly smell the good food over on the backside of what's happening up at Oktoberfest. Mark Amel is with Babaloons, and you guys are cooking up a storm over here. We have a lot of different things going on. We're sitting right in front of the rotisserie right now, and we've got about 16 birds rotating and roasting up nicely and getting some delicious smoke flavor. What's in the other one over there? The other one, we've got a lamb and a pig roasting, and they're surrounded by some brisket. Yeah, that one looked awesome. You have some pretty big animals in there. We do have some pretty large animals. One of the things we've been proud about with Oktoberfest is the last several years we've been able to buy animals from the 4-H program at the UP State Fair. Is that what that is over there? Absolutely. So we get to support the local youth programs as well as raising more money for charity. Well, you're going to have to show me which one it is. We have Tuhubuhu playing in the background, so hopefully you'll be able to hear us. But I want to know what beer drinkers eat. Beer drinkers eat, well... I mean, the joke is they'll eat almost anything in front of them, but what they eat here at Oktoberfest is things that we work really hard on to make really good quality food. So we've got the rotisserie chickens pulled up. 
We've got brats made by the American Culinary Federation UP chapter. Really? Absolutely. Okay, what is in the brats? It's just that one's a standard bratwurst, but if you get over by Shorts Brewing Company, we've got a blueberry brat. Oh no. Okay, going down the table. Now we've got sliders made from the smoked brisket with a little horseradish sauce. Next, we have a curried lamb gyro. And it's a, what? A curried lamb gyro. Gyro, okay. And then a standard gyro with the toppings of tomatoes and onions. And those lambs are both the 4-H animals. All right. Well, I had one of those. Those are good. Good. And then we've got pork tacos that we're making from the pig. And then you have a spread for all the wine drinkers. We're kind of known for the cheeses here. It turns out that beer drinkers like cheese just as much as wine drinkers. You think? We might be starting a fight here, but I think the beer drinkers would say absolutely yes. Absolutely. And then for the health conscious? Well, we do have some vegetable-looking stuff over here. We do have a very nice veggie platter that we put out. We're very proud of the way we display it. And it's nice to have a little something fresh after you've been gnashing all day on cheeses and proteins and some pretty heavy beers. And if you don't have enough, of course, you've got grilled cheese at the end. At the end, we've got a custom-made grilled cheese with a smoked Gouda and a chimichurri sauce to top it off. What's your favorite cheese on the table here? It depends. I really like the sharp cheddars, but every now and then, I actually get a hankering for the Limburger. This is the Limburger here? It is. Okay, soft cheese. It's a soft cheese. It's very, very pungent. Oh, I'll say. Very pungent. It goes best with a little mustard and some onions on a rye bread. Okay, I'm assuming that sits there for a while. Yeah, those who love it, eat it, and those who know what it smells like, walk the other way. So. What are you filling the most of? It's usually the cheddar. The aged cheddar always goes the fastest. Very good. So this is quite an undertaking to do this here. It certainly is. We made a few changes with, um, we added a couple of Vinciton grills out in the front doing yakitori chicken. These are the little short chicken skewers. So one's up by Upper Hand Brewery and one is by Rockford Brewing. And then again, the blueberry brats are over by Shorts Brewing Company. So we spread the food out a little bit. Well, that's where I'm heading. I got to find out what a blueberry brat tastes like. Absolutely. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Mark. Mark Amel, who is with Babaloons here at Oktoberfest. Thank you so much. Thank you, Craig. That's what Oktoberfest was like. And I must say that it's UP. Oktoberfest, Oktoberfest, you get it? Caught up with Josh Merringer with Badenock Brewers after the event to find out how it went. So, Josh, how did it go? It went really well. We had a whole bunch of people having a really good time. The weather cooperated with us. That was amazing Um, weather. It it was amazing. (laughs) Uh, Also cooperated with us yesterday for teardown, so that was helpful as well. Um, Yeah, nothing nothing wrong to say. It went went super well, so I'm happy to talk more about it. You have uh, a lot of effort into putting it together and then taking it down? Yeah, so it's been an interesting year. I would say this year was the most difficult from a planning standpoint and the easiest from an execution standpoint. Okay. Um, so we have lots of different factors this year, right? With a pandemic, we weren't sure what kind of restrictions we were going to face. We weren't sure what the willingness was going to be for people to even show up when we started. Uh, a lot of our vendors that we've dealt with for years have had um, you know, employee shortages and things like that. So there were just a lot of moving pieces that we never dealt with before. Um, but then on the other hand, we also had a lot of really good volunteers that we've had for years. We had a lot of new volunteers that were really qualified to do their jobs. So that helped it all come together much better than usual. Looked like a, a great time, and I think people were having fun with it. And certainly a lot of different beers and wines to try. Yeah, we had about 125 beers, wines, meads, and ciders from all over Michigan, mostly Upper Peninsula. Um, I think but a we, variety. I mean, there variety. was different kinds. And talking to people, that's what they like about it, is they get to try something they normally wouldn't try. 
Absolutely. So that's one thing that we really focus on is we have the pint glass and we've got the line on it. And every once in a while, somebody will say, well, why can't I use two or three tickets to, to get a full pint glass? And my point to them is I want you to go out and try 15 different things. Don't go out and say, I'm going to get the same thing all throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Go try things from different breweries, different wineries, try different styles, try to broaden your horizons. So that way, when you go to the store next time, you can go, oh, I had that before. I had something from that brewery or I had that wine. I'm going to buy that. You're a brewer yourself, a home brewer, right? I am. And craft beer has certainly been uh, an incredible industry right now for the state of Michigan. How about the UP? How do you rate the craft industry, the craft beer industry in the UP? We have a lot of really high quality breweries in the UP and a lot of diverse breweries in the UP. Uh, So in Escanaba, we have Hereford & Hops, who was the first brewery in the UP after Bosch closed in the 70s. Um, So they opened in 1994. Keweenaw is not considered a a brewery? Keweenaw opened well after Hereford & Hops did. Okay. Uh, So Hereford & Hops was the first one in the UP to open after Bosch closed in the 70s. Um, We also have Upper Hand, of course, Division of Bells. They're putting out some super high-quality products. Uh, You mentioned Keweenaw. They're up in Houghton. We've got all the way over to Sault Ste. Marie. Mm -hmm. There's a brewery there. Uh, There's obviously several in Marquette. I mean, Marquette is lauded across the midwest as one of the best craft beer scenes in the whole area there's a lot of different ones there yeah and right. you had a few of them from up there right yeah i mean there's there's black rocks up there uh or so those are two of the big ones mm-hmm. we have barrel and beam who's putting out some really unique belgian style things a lot of barrel aged things so they're doing some cool stuff uh, there's the tiny little kombucha place up there they're making beer there's some in the outlying areas um like harvey and you know things like that so they're all across the UP, there's one in Menominee. You, you can't go too far in the UP without running into a brewery or winery. I know John Beckett with the Tahubuhu band. He had uh, some beer from Alpha, yep. and I've been to that brewery. Yep. It's just offside the school there, I think, in one of the warehouses. It's well, kind of a cool place. Well, and that's another good point. I, I believe Alpha and uh, the one in Copper Harbor. The, at the laundromat, yeah. Yes. Uh, those, I believe, are the, the two breweries in the whole country that are in the smallest communities. So the two smallest communities in the whole country that have a brewery. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Well, Alpha is extremely small. Exactly. But they got a roundabout kind of thing right in the middle <laughs> right. of town that you go around it. Uh, Copper Harbor, I had a hard time going in there because it, it was a laundromat, for crying out loud. Right. I'm going to go drink beer in a laundromat. Yep. But it is a nice place. They did a, a really good job, and the beer there is very good. Yeah, Jason mm-hmm. does a really good job up there. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, that there's some good quality, as you said, even in the UP that they're doing a good job with it. Right. So the the whole industry, brewing and winery. Because um, you can end up with some pretty bad stuff. You, there are some bad breweries out there. Um, as, as the whole industry has grown and changed, the bad breweries are tending to go away because it's, it's not like it was 20 well, years ago it's where demand, it's like, well, yep. this is all that I have, so this is what I'm going to drink. Now, mm-hmm. now it's, well, I can go get this instead of this. And a lot of them are using local products. Talking with a guy from Menominee, where they're using the roast, the coffee beans from the roastery in Menominee, as well as the maple syrup produced here. Yeah, and I think that's another important point: is it, it's really a community. So they're using local coffee, like you mentioned. Uh, there's even a, there's a company in, I, I believe Marquette County somewhere, that is actually. Growing. doing their own malt mm-hmm. um so they're they're doing that there's a lot of local hop farmers there's actually a, a company up in the houghton area that is uh farming yeast so they have a bunch of different yeasts, some of which they've cultivated from the houghton area and they're selling it 
uh, to these breweries. So it, it's easy enough to make a top to bottom beer with all UP ingredients at this point. Wow. Well, a fun event, another one under your belt and looking forward to next year. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, this is my 12th year. I've been doing this since 2009. So uh, it's kind of like riding a bike. I mean, we, we had that year off and kind of had to shake the rust off a little bit, but uh, we, we did it. And all of the profits, as you have said, go to United Way of Delta County, which Julie Mallard will be in here this morning to talk a little bit more about it, I'm sure, and then other charities in the area as well. That's right. So the majority of it goes to United Way of Delta County. They've been our, our main beneficiary of this event ever since we took it over in 2009. Uh, in the last couple of years, you know, as it's grown, we said, well, we have some extra funds. Let's start sprinkling it around a little bit more. Um, so we donate some to... Uh, the city of Escanaba to actually fix up that soccer field. It's it's not quite level, it could use a little work, so we're putting some money toward getting that fixed up. Uh, our secondary charity is ALS uh, Research this year. A friend of ours unfortunately lost his wife a couple of years ago to ALS, so that was a charity important to us, so we wanted to give some money to that. Uh, and, and then we'll, we'll have a couple others that we'll, we'll sprinkle some funds to here and there as well. Josh Merringer is with Beatty Knock Brewers, and they were hosting the Oktoberfest event this past weekend in Escanaba's Ludington Park. Good job. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Craig. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to our sponsor, SwedishPimple.com. Check out all of the fishing lures made right here in the Upper Peninsula at SwedishPimple.com. You can continue to follow us at HometownEscanaba.com. We connect with the people, activities, and newsmakers from Escanaba and Michigan's Upper Peninsula.